Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno Shoemaker, Senior Content Manager at OSCPA, and this is the show where we bring you the latest news impacting the business and accounting world from top experts. The pandemic has meant many companies re-looking at the way they interact with their staff and customers, but some are still hesitant to update their business model. Summit Mahajan is the Global Chief Sales Officer at Datamatics Business Solutions, Inc., and worked closely with CPAs who hold the responsibility of advising their businesses and clients during this tricky time. Summit and I talked about when it's time to update your business model, the benefits of global work, outsourcing because of the talent crunch, and much more. I'm excited to share that this episode is sponsored by Datamatics Business Solutions. Hey, howdy all you certified public accountants out there. This one's for you. The great resignation or the great reshuffle, you call it what you will, has created a talent crunch in bookkeeping and accounting services. Datamatics Business Solutions is a trusted partner for CPA firms, helping to tide you over the resource crunch. To make a long story short, they do the heavy lifting so y'all can focus on advising clients and getting new business. Let me introduce you to Datamatics Global Chief Sales Officer, Sumith Mahajan, who comes from my home state of Texas to give you good insights. Here's what Summit had to say about Datamatics. Uh, of course, during COVID times, each of us is operating from our home offices across uh, Ohio, uh, Texas, uh, California, uh, Florida. So, um, you know, we have a rich talent pool in, in uh, the U.S. which manages sales, but our delivery location is in uh, Mumbai, India. Uh, we have over 500 uh, bookkeepers and accountants that support clients all over the globe. Um, we are actually pioneers in the business process management industry. This company started over 40 years ago, and we've been supporting uh, CPA clients for the last 20 years. Um, so I think I'm, I'm really excited about a few facts about our organization. Uh, the first fact is that uh, we started 40 years ago, and that has led us to not only uh, look at uh, business processes end-to-end, but be able to customize the solution based on the needs of our clients. So we service global clients varying from, say, a five-partner company to a 100-partner company. And in each case, we create a customized solution. And in the realm of the contour that is there in the global ecosystem now, we pride ourselves with the fact that we not only ensure timely quality service, but we also ensure a backbone of information security, which is critical in, in this day and age. So we are GDPR compliant, we are SOC 1 type 2 compliant, we are ISO 27001 certified. And this has led um, to both our clients trusting us uh, across the data stream, but also trusting us from bookkeeping, accounting to audit and assurance services. And like you mentioned, you know accountants, you know CPAs well, you've worked with them. Uh, can you tell me, we are under a period of great transition, um, of great disruption for a lot of firms. Um, and one of those things is, you know, the, the great resignation. 
How have you seen that impacting uh, CPA firms? Before, before I start addressing some of the aspects around the challenges that companies are facing, the CPA companies are facing, um, I do believe that these COVID times have actually been instrumental in changing the working model across CPA companies. So, you know, prior to this period when we would be having discussions with our clients, um, especially small and medium-sized enterprises would always understand and appreciate a global working model, but it was very difficult for them to first set up the ways of working and second, drive acceptability across both their client base and their working teams. And I think COVID made remote happen. And once this uh, you know, train had left the station, we could see the change in the way our clients were reaching out to us to take on more because now the element was not about you know, where you are sitting, you could be in New York and you could be servicing a California company and you could be sitting in Mumbai and servicing the same California company. The aspect that was critical was timeliness, quality, you know, aspects of that. And I think to, to, to answer your question about what you just talked about, you know, we actually did a survey when we ran a webinar with one of our clients, BTI, you know, late last year. And we asked them the same question, you know, it gives slightly more color to uh, more challenges that CPA companies are facing. So we asked them, what are the top three challenges that you're facing? The number one was exactly which you just defined, the, the talent crunch, the resignation problem, right? Um, the second one uh, was that while uh, there was a talent crunch, the amount of work coming in into CPA companies had actually increased. The, the, the COVID accounting, as they called it, was making things more complicated for smaller and medium enterprises to manage their books. And the needs that they were uh, sending to the CPA companies had actually increased. So on one side, the talent, talent crunch, the other side, you have to manage uh, uh, um, you know, an increased workflow. And the third element that they were trying to grapple with was they still needed to evolve into creating a best-in-class process model. So now, you know, all of these three things actually lent themselves very well to some of the value that we were delivering to our clients. So in a way, if I go point by point, I think the first point, which is in a way your question as well, the talent crunch, given that we are in uh, Mumbai, India, which is the financial capital like the New York of the US, uh, now our clients had an access to one of the largest accounting talent pool in the world. There are around 120,000 graduates that uh, come out of schools every year. And so here you have a a rich talent pool where a young guy is excited about taking on bookkeeping, accounting work on one side. On the other, you have qualified accountants coming out that can help our CPA clients with their audit and assurance work, right? So in a way, this gave them an element of uh, depth in talent pool 
as well as breadth and talent pool. So that was the first element that we were able to help our clients with. Now, if I talk about the second element, which is the growth element that we were talking about. Now, for the CPA companies, when they were getting this element of growth, they needed to ensure the two paramount thing of any work, which is saying one, the timeliness of work and the quality of work. And as they started working with our uh, teams in Mumbai, they could start tapping into the 24 hour clock. So as you go home, you are winding your day, there is somebody else that picks up that work and that ensures, you know, you are actually able to turn around uh, tasks and worksheets faster than what you were able to do when you had people just around you. And then the second element was, you know, the quality actually was going up because both the talent was rich, but more important was we have a quality framework which ensures there's a maker checker. There is a random sampling of some of the outputs that are going on, are going out to our clients. And the third element of that is there is a very clear cut communication mechanism that we put in place to ensure that there is no mismatch of expectations. So a CPA client can clearly set expectations with their end client saying, hey, this is when we will send you the work. And that way, this team sitting in Mumbai and the CPA client and their end client are sort of in one line on expectation of uh, you know, when that output will come out. And the third point, which, which I talked about, the third point was, how do they work towards creating a business model ready for the future? This is where, you know, from our side, there are three elements that kick in. One, we have uh, process black belts that will actually come in, analyze some of your processes. If you have a mature process, we can help you remove, as we call it, NVAs, non-value added activities. We have uh, partnerships with the QuickBooks of the world where we can work with you to, if you have a manual or homegrown systems, we can help you move to QuickBooks, Zero, Sage. You know, we have experts on that. And the third element of it is, in some cases, our clients have very robust processes. When we are dealing with large clients, they have robust processes. We help them implement RPAs, right? Robots that can go into the process, streamline and make the process both faster and more effective. They are less prone to errors. So I, I sort of gave a longish answer to your question, but I sort of wanted to address it in a more wholesome manner because, you know, I talk to clients every, you know, every week and I can sort of see some of these being para of paramount importance to them as they grow into the future. And I think you just hit on a lot of the points that uh, CPAs accountants are dealing with in their everyday work, you know, as they talk to their clients, as they figure out the best uh, path for their business. And mm -hmm. one thing that you mentioned was kind of an evolving business model. And I'm curious, how would you say that the business climate has changed and, you know, is then forcing these firms to change? Yeah, um, I think there are two things that, uh, you know, uh, are forcing our clients to, meaning the CPA companies to change. I think the number one aspect is clients uh, want to be serviced better. So, you know, 
given the way our the Amazon, the, the B2C world has impacted the B2B world, there is much more expectation of uh, you know, communication, timeliness, quality, that expectation has gone up phenomenally for all our clients. And that is where we are actually partnering with them so that the core of operations, the, you know, the bookkeeping, the accounting, the back office is managed not by the on-site client managers. They should not get caught into managing the day-to-day. -day. They should be evolving into getting uh, becoming consultants, advisors. That's the highest end service for CPA companies, both in terms of revenues and margins. And I think smart companies are being able to use this global operating model to actually both evolve into consultants, creating stickiness, and evolve into advisors being, you know, elevating their status with the clients. So I think that's the model I think it's evolving to. And so more companies that are stuck in the bookkeeping accounting work uh, have a challenge if they don't evolve soon. Right, and I think that's maybe where some of these companies are really feeling the pressure because you say evolve soon and they might be thinking, you know, this is something that we'll do next year, a few years down the road. But uh, it sounds like it's it's really time to look at updating your your practices now and not later. Absolutely, absolutely. Now you also mentioned earlier, you know, people having um, less talent to do more work, essentially. And I'm curious, how can outsourcing help leaders with uh, challenges like that? Yeah. Um, so let's think about. What, what is the talent crunch, right? The talent crunch is saying the new generation that is coming in, they have two principles. Number one, they are not very excited with routine work. Two, they want to have a correct uh, work-life balance. And now if I am a business which is not yet mature to uh, you know, deal with gener generation Z, I still need to manage my work basis and the core dependencies of my client, I want to make sure I have access to a talent pool where uh, they, they are governed by the same principles that I work with my clients on. And so when you have uh, this talent pool, which is in a, evolve, uh, in a third world country, which is evolving, it gives a win-win for both parties. Here is a, as I said, a, a, a graduate coming out of, uh, you know, an accounting school. He's a qualified CP accountant, and he would be more than excited to take on a lot of that audit and assurance back, back office work. So he will be able to prepare the files. But if you try to do the same model here, it will not work because the expectations of the client, of the talent pool is very different. So I think that's one element that can help you think through uh, approaching uh, you know, your talent challenges in a totally different manner. Second, again, is you can think about breaking up your processes so that as you are getting the talent pool, you are also evolving into an automated layer 
because that will ensure that as you scale up, you don't have to double your workforce. If you double your uh, revenue numbers, you don't have to double your workforce because the time a bot takes to do one transaction is the same time it takes to do practically 10 transactions. So the thought process here is use a global talent pool that will give you both excited, engaged, and uh, a workforce where you are totally able to control the workforce. One of the key elements of the way we work our model is the team that works with you is dedicated for you. So if you are a client A and a client B, there, there are analysts that are dedicated to just doing work for client A, and then there are analysts just dedicated to client B. So that way you are truly a now a global organization being able to tap in both uh, the time zones as well as the global talent pool. And we've talked a lot about, you know, areas that firms need to focus on to be successful. Or are there any areas that you think firms have really overlooked in the past that going back to our discussion on, you know, the evolving business model that they can just not afford to continue to overlook anymore? So I think, you know, COVID times, as, as we are discussing, has really stretched the CPA community a lot. And as I talk to leaders across, what I see more so is uh, many companies are working for today at the cost of tomorrow. So by that, you know, they're they are overlooking the fact that in this connected world, you have to think global and act local. And for that, you need to ensure that you are building a working model, which is both um, you know, scalable and elastic, right? I mean, and when I'm talking about scalable, some of the aspects that I just talked about, you want to make sure you have a talent pool that can both, you know, go across deep and wide. You want to have a talent pool that as there is a need to scale up, for example, in the tax season, you are able to have enough talent to be able to change that team size from a 20 to 100, for example, right? So that's the scalability element you have to have. Right? That's on the people front. If you think about the process front, you need to start getting into best practices. Right? If you think about the third element, which is the technology front, you need to start thinking of applying best-in-class uh, best technologies because if you don't do that today, you will not, I mean, I don't want to be dramatic, but you might not survive tomorrow. So that's the element of uh, you know, scalability you have to have. And that the element of elasticity is this point that you as business leaders have to evolve where you are becoming consultants for your clients. You cannot survive by staying in that bookkeeping and, and accounting business. That's a good uh, sort of uh, bouquet of services, but the model should be such your on-site team should be totally a client partner while your offshore out, uh, outsource team is your back office. And that will give you that leverage of you know, cost advantage at, at a uh, you know, low cost point of doing operations. And then the consulting advantage of doing high consulting dollars through your you know, client partners and your uh, you know, uh, advisors. So I think that's element, a critical element I feel has weakened through, during these uh, COVID times. 
And I love that phrase you just use, uh, working today at the cost of tomorrow. I think that really puts it uh, in perspective maybe for a lot of leaders. Are you finding that some in, in your discussions with them, do they seem hesitant to embrace some of these newer ideas? Uh, and I think what has changed is before COVID, we would be discussing with our clients about you know, whether this model works or not, how do people work remotely? So the discussion would start with convincing them about a remote working model. But I think now it is a case where companies are still trying to figure out how can they make this model work to deliver business value. And my uh, sort of two cents to leaders is, you know, you have to try it out because if you don't try it out, this could be a costly business mistake, which all your competitors are genuinely evolving towards today. So if you think about, you can pilot a project on, on this. You can have two to five FTs just doing uh, you know, some bookkeeping and accounting work. And once you see that how this model works, then you can evolve towards uh, you know, a bigger arrangement. As a, that's the reason I talked about saying the way we create this model is bespoke so that in some cases you want to start small, like, you know, that uh, crawl, walk, run type of a model. But until and unless you start crawling towards it, you will have a, you know, huge chasm versus you versus your competition, which will be very difficult to cover up very soon. So I, I would just request all the clients to at least give it a shot try it out, try a pilot. And second, I think is, of course, we will share my details, but if there is any iota of doubt in your mind, it will be worth at least having a discussion. You will walk away with some ideas which you can implement on your own. It could be process ideas, but it is worth trying to think through of how to make this model uh, and at least give it a try once so that you then can take a you know informed decision rather than based on myths and uh, you know hearsay. And we've covered a lot of great information. Um, were there any other topics that you think business leaders, CPA firms, really need to be aware of in order for them to be successful in the future? Yeah. I, I think one, a few myths that I, I want to, at least on outsourcing, offshoring, I think there is some bit of a, um, uh, you know, stigma. Sometimes it is attached to this aspect and there are few aspects to that. I think number one, earlier it was obviously this myth that it would take away jobs, et cetera. I think now obviously people know that's not true. And given the, the talent crunch we're talking about, actually it is a perfect uh, match to taking care of that challenge. But a few myths is I think the number one is um, companies feel at least think that they will lose control of their of the output. So you know they are dealing with end clients and now they have somebody else that does a lot of the core work. Um, I think there couldn't be something farther from truth because here in in when we take on work, one we have a large client base and hence a, a proven methodology of people who have delivered and delighted our CPA clients. So there's a, the right talent pool, 
we have the right mechanism to ensure that talent pool is dedicated to you so it's not a common talent pool you know whom you are dealing with on a day to day basis second element of control is saying when that work gets transitioned our team is actually working your work hours so that you are able to totally communicate flawlessly with each individual that you are who's going to work with you and then as within a period of 2 to 4 weeks you are then actually evolving to use the 24 hour clock so again you know you have more control on turnaround time as well right and the and the third part which i uh, said earlier as well is the quality piece of it here again given for us we are measured by certain parameters which is the timeliness which is the quality and customer comeback and it is much more defined and structured than you would have in your processes today right so with all of this we are then wrapping it up with that layer of uh, you know best in class processes and automation so um this methodology and operating model is truly going to give you more control more visibility and you know more direct touch with your end client which is i think is your ultimate goal and if there are listeners who would like to get in touch with you what would be the best way to do that yeah i think uh, the best way would be uh, you can guys can check me out on linkedin um, you know sumit mahajan is my name and i uh, you know i work for datamatics business solutions inc that is number one number two is uh, my email id that is sumit.mahajan at datamaticsbpm.com uh if you want i can spell out my name which is s u m i t and last name m a h a j a n think would love you guys to you know give me a call check out check out our website and we would love you to talk to one of our clients thank you to summit for taking the time to talk to us more about how to update your business model and if you have questions for him or want to get in touch his contact info is in the show notes And if you have thoughts on this show or future episodes, you can let me know at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O at ohiocpa.com. And don't forget to follow us wherever you download your podcasts. Thanks for listening.